Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life's Hauntings Podcast. Hello, hello. We are back at it again, folks. Yes, we are. Uh, disclaimer, there will be adult <laughs> It's gross. Time is dancing. Uh, we're doing it. Yeah. Dance. Okay. I'm but, just crazy. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, what is today's topic? What is... So, today's topic is true crime. Ooh, I love it. True crime because it's a new month, beach. True. So, oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. July. Yeah. Oh, so, Lord. Um, I was going back and forth on what I wanted to do for true crime. Okay. Because I was just like, oh, I want to do this. No, I want to do this. <clears throat> so I mean, like there's I so said, much true crime out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said in the last one, I was thinking about doing Tylee and JJ. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. And then I thought about, I was like, maybe it's time to do the Black Dahlia. But I decided not to do the Black Dahlia. Okay. Um, so we are actually <clears throat> going to be talking about a serial killer. For a minute, when I was looking at this, I was like, is this the first serial killer that we talked about? But it's not. We talked about uh, uh, Otis Tool. Yes. And Henry Lee Lucas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yep. your names? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure as well. But anywho, <clears throat> so I was thinking about them and then are like, I was like, is this the first serial killer we've done? But I was like, oh no, it's not. But this is a crazy serial killer. And we'll talk about it later, but he's known as the dating game killer because he was on the dating game. He was on the... Uh, this sounds you, familiar. So his name is Rodney Alcala. Okay. Or Rodney... Rodney Alcala. Uh, oh, I've heard it pronounced different ways. Yeah. Rodney Alcala or Rodney Alcala or <clears throat> Alcala. Um, we can just call him Rodney, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care that I'm saying his name wrong because he's a fucking piece of shit. Sure. Because he's a serial killer. Pieces of shit. But, yeah, we'll talk about it later, but he was on the dating game. What? That's During really the time that he was killing people. Jesus. And luckily, the During girl... the time? God! Yeah. We'll talk about it more later. Okay, it's crazy. Okay. And I'll have you bring up a video of him on the dating game. Gotcha. It's creepy. It's okay. weird. Right. Anywho. So, Rodney Alcala is an American serial killer whose good looks and high IQ helped him lure victims. Um, his 1978 appearance on the television show The Dating Game resulted in his name as the Dating Game <clears throat> Killer, which I, this is the thing, I don't like him being called that because he didn't kill anyone on The Dating Game. No, I guess not. So You're when right. you hear Dating Game Killer, you think he's... Like, did he kill them, the victims that were on yeah. The Dating Game with him? Or like... Yeah, it's just, anywho. Okay. Um, by the way, I'm getting this all from biography.com, so, um, this, I, this site had a lot of good shit, so I was like, you know what, we'll go from here. But, um, crazy fucking guy is on this. So, he's a serial killer. His full name is Rodney James Alcala. Um, he murdered at least nine women and girls across the United States in the 1970s. Um... Though his death toll could number up to more than a hundred. Jeez. So confirmed nine, but it could be more. It's just like with any other serial killer, like Ted Bundy, H.H. Holmes. They never really They don't know the discuss. Yeah, well and then you have also serial killers that are like, Oh, I've killed this many more people but have they or have Mm, they not? Yeah, you never know. Can't really believe them. (laughs) Yeah, so um he spent time in prison for sexual assault and other crimes in the nineteen seventies. But continued to rape and kill when he was free. Um, autopsies of some of his victims re- revealed that he would strangle them. Jeez. Um, and then wait for them to regain consciousness before the final kill. What? 
So yeah. Oh my god. Fucking choke him out, and then they come back, and he's like, okay, that's not the end of it. Bye, oh, bitch. That's the worst. Yeah, like, fucking A. Like, what a monster. Yeah. So he also arranged the corpses of women he'd murdered in two poses. Um, so I think it will go into it late as well, but he would, that's how, sometimes how he would lure girls and women is like, oh, hey, let me, I can take these pictures for you. Oh, Jesus. And she would take very inappropriate pictures and kill them and murder them or kill them and murder them. That's the same thing. Rape and murder them is what it meant. Mm. But anywho. Um, so in 2010, photos taken by Alcala decades earlier were made public to try to identify other victims. Cause like I said, he took pictures of people. Yeah. So, um, he's been behind bars <clears throat> since July, 1979 after his arrest and, uh, okay. After the abduction and murder of a 12 year old girl. Um, so he was sentenced to death in California, but is unlikely to face the death chamber as the state has stopped all executions. Hmm. So that's the kind of brief synopsis about him. Uh-huh. So we'll get into him now. So, okay. um, he was born as Rodrigo Jacques Alcala Bacor in San Antonio, Texas. Jeez. On August 23rd, 1943. <clears throat> um, he moved to Mexico with his family when he was around eight years old, and his father abandoned the family when they were in Mexico. Um, <clears throat> Ronnie and his siblings and mother later relocated back to, or relocated to Los Angeles. Mm. Um, at 17, he joined the army. He was discharged, um, after suffering a breakdown and being diagnosed with an antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, <laughs> um, he attended California State University, then went to UCLA. He graduated with a fine arts degree. Um, and then he used, Alcala used his John Berger alias to enroll in New York University, where he took a class with Roman Polanski. Do you know who Roman Polanski is? He's the guy that created um, Rosemary's Baby. Like, have you not watched Rosemary's Baby? No. <gasps> Such a good horror movie. Oh. It's a, it's an older one. Oh, it's so a- he was a film director. His wife was actually murdered. Uh, by the Manson family. Oh my God. Yeah. So his wife was. Roman Polanski's wife was Sharon Tate. She was eight months pregnant and was killed. Her and her baby were killed while she was still pregnant by the Manson family. Her last words were like begging for like to, for her to live so her baby can live. Oh my God. She even said like, just let my baby live. But anyhow. So yeah, that's Roman Polanski. He's a filmmaker. Okay. So, um, and his first arrest was in 1968, and it was an attack on eight-year-old Tally Shapiro. Um, Alcala, so he fled the scene of this and traveled to the East Coast. So in 1971, he was included on the FBI's most wanted list. Um, some girls at an arts camp in New Hampshire recognized their counselor, who was using the name John Berger from th- this list. Mm. Um, they told the camp's dean and Alcala was, or Alcala, I can't say his name right. (laughs) Who cares though? Anyway, so he was soon arrested and he was able to plead for, to the lesser charge of child molestation and just served 34 months. 
Wow, child molestation in only 34 months. Well, and this is a crazy thing is like that's basically how it still is in the I US. Know. Unfortunately. <sighs> Anywho, so he was registered as a sex offender, but he still managed to land a job at the Los Angeles Times as a typesetter in 1977. Okay. Um, his past conviction for that sexual assault prompted California police to interview him in 1978 as a potential suspect in the Hillside Strangler killings on another set of serial murders that occurred in in California in the 1970s. So he was also <clears throat> interviewed for that. He was found not guilty of that because he, Benny, um, he was cleared of those crimes and police did not realized that they had actually spoken with a different serial killer. Oh. Because he, like, oh, he was killing at this time <laughs> yeah. already in the 70s. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so they interviewed him for one thing, but turns out, nope. It just, it's Isn't crazy. That so crazy? That stuff happened. Well, it, it reminds me of with Elizabeth Smart, where she was almost found. Yeah. By, like, because this police officer kept asking for her to take her thing off, but, um... I can't remember the guy's name, but who cares? The guy that kidnapped <laughs> Elizabeth Smart, that piece of shit, um, he was like, this is, that's against my religion, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. So the police officer got, you know, scared and was just like, okay, sorry, I'll leave you guys be. And I read Elizabeth Smart's story on that and she was just like, she felt so upset because she was just like, I felt like I was so close to being free. Yeah. And then it just the police officer got too scared of what uh, he was saying so or what her kidnapper was saying so he was just like, okay, sorry. Damn. So she was almost found. She could have been found months earlier. And... Because with that instance, that's what made them go to California, I think. Oh. It's because he... They almost got recognized. Mm. And so he's like, okay, we're going and leaving gotcha. Utah. And they... When they came back to Utah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. But... That, that happened, though, like, where the police officer almost had him, but not quite. Ooh. Ooh. It's one of those crazy instances. Close calls. Yeah. <clears throat> so, as I said, in 1978, in September, Alcala appeared uh, as a bachelor number one in the dating game. Bachelor number one. Um, so, that was a TV show that had men and women uh, cheekily interview <laughs> pers- uh, prospective dates um, and they couldn't see him. So I don't know if you've ever seen the dating game. They just, they'll be like, bachelor number one. And they would ask him a question. Like, go to YouTube and look up him on the dating game. It's crazy. Yeah. Just do that one. Like, we won't watch all of it, but it's crazy. So, at the time, he was a convicted child molester, but the show did not run a background check. Are you kidding me? The show didn't run a background check on no. the contesters. Okay, hello, phone. Let's uh, keep up. Hi, I'd like to know Bachelor number one, please. Good luck, gentlemen. Well, let's see. Bachelor number one is a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. <laughs> Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Please welcome Rodney Alcala. Oh, here he is. Yeah. And it's time to meet a young lady for game number one. Or bottom, except 
Their name, age, occupation, or income. Okay, I'm trying to skip through. And he said some really creepy things. Like, now that you look at it. Yes. Just remember that he's a serial killer. Best time. The best time is at night. Nighttime. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. The only time? What's wrong with uh, morning, afternoon? Well, they're okay, but nighttime's when it really gets good. Then you're really ready. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, if you think of him being a serial killer. The nighttime. Killer, the nighttime. So no one can see me. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Jesus. Ew. So, when going. asked by Cheryl Bradshaw his perspective date to describe what kind of male he'd be, he answered, I, I'm i called the banana and I look good. Really good. Peel me. Oh, God. So, he used his Peel charm me. and innuendo and won him and it won him a date. Like, he won. <sighs> he won. Jesus. But, when she met her him face to face, she said that she felt that he was really creepy and so she opted not to go on a date with him. Oh, good. Good. So you listen to your gut, girl. Yeah, I'm so glad that she did that because she always listen to your gut, killers. ladies. Always listen to your gut, yeah. and and gentlemen, always listen to your gut. But yeah, it's fucking crazy. Or whatever she was you want to like, be. She felt creepy, so she was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Always, always trust your gut. Oh yeah. So now we're gonna get into um, the victims. Okay. Of, of that he killed, which is ugh, it's sad. So, he was a tall, good-looking man um, who often told women he was a fashion photographer who wanted to take photos for a contest. <clears throat> See? I told you. He, he said he was a photographer. Uh, yeah. And this is the thing. Like, women are like, oh, you think I'm pretty? Like, this is the thing. Especially during that time. Like, even now, like, people can still fall for that. But it's just like, during... We've talked about this before. Like, with time, like, with things like this happening, like, especially... That's how I feel like... Serial killers were able to do so much in the 70s. Like, mm-hmm. if you look, there were so many serial killers in the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you have to think about him. You had um, Ted Bundy. You had the Zodiac Killer. You had, um, who else was in the 70s and 80s? But you had, like, um, John Wayne Gacy. You had all these different people. And it was just, it's because... It was, it was easy. Yeah, it was easy. Like, and they could get away with it. It's sad to say that, but it's it's because the world wasn't like they didn't know about serial killers. Like they weren't even called serial killers at the time because mm-hmm. they didn't know what to call them at yeah. first. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just makes you wonder, like, what well, started it all? Well, and these were the instances that got women to be scared. Like, mm-hmm. especially with Ted Bundy, when you look into it, like this is when women were actually like scared to, like, go out and, like, talk to strangers. And it's even more so now. Like, you see it. Like, people are scared to go on dates Mm -hmm. because they don't know what they're going to run into. And it still happens where someone will go on a date with someone they don't know and, unfortunately, they're raped or they're murdered or both. The city I live in, I don't know if you saw, some guy admitted to killing his Tinder date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, like... This is, is such she was a so scary... young, she was like, what, 21 or something? I think. It's just such a scary thing nowadays, man. Like, be careful when it comes to meeting strangers online. Yeah, like... Online is the easiest placed place someone can fake. Oh, yeah. Easiest place. It's the easiest platform anyone could do anything on. Yeah. So always be cautious. Never blindly 
believe what someone tells you. Well, and this is the thing. So one of my really good friends, she started dating again. Um, and she was meeting people and there was one that she's like, I'm going to drive all the way to, um, uh, lava Mm. and meet this guy and see him for the weekend. And she had never met him before. I was like, girl, you text me your address right then and there. I I was like, to me, text throughout the night. Like if I don't hear from you, I will call the police. Yeah. But I told her, I was like, I have to know your address or else I won't know where to go for them to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was scary. And, you know, even she admits she's like, that was really stupid of me to do. Um, she's like, I shouldn't have done that. But like there, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a thing like, and I, and yeah, I, this is why I suggest to people that are dating and dating online. Just always let someone know where you are at all times. And if you don't have someone, just... And meet them in a public yeah, place. Yeah, I was about to say, like, meet them in a public place. Don't meet Make them Make sure at their you're home. surrounded by people. Don't have them meet people. you at their home, at your home. Um, and, you know, just make sure that you're where eyes can see you. Yeah. So, and you can, and if they, you know, if the other person is like, well, I don't want to do that. That's your first red flag right there. Listen to those red flags, people. Just <laughs> look yeah. at them and listen to them because that will, that could potentially save your life. Oh, yeah. So, Anyhow. it's such a scary place because oh, I yeah. have so many people who I know who have like had instances where online dating dating apps have gone wrong yeah. so many times. So many friends. Yeah, and, or th- like like yeah, and I've had I have friends that have done you know online dating or just even just dating and they meet this person and that person was terrible and they they raped them. Or they molest, or like they did something to them that and harmed them. It's not acceptable at all. It's scary. So it's a scary world. Anyway, so yeah, so he would use this to kind of entice girls um, and charm them. So Mm -hmm. because he was so like good looking and everything, he was very persuasive. Mm -hmm. Um, So a woman who missed a date with uh, him because he, so a woman who missed a date with. Uh, Rodney, because he was arrested in 1979, later told People Magazine, or People, he was so easy to trust. He had a way of talking to people that really put them at ease. Which is strange, because wasn't he diagnosed with an antisocial disorder? Yeah. How would he be able to, like, I bet he was very intelligent. But, but, yeah, that's the thing, that's how Ted Bundy was. But it's like... A lot of people talk about how Ted Bundy, he was so charming. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, that's the big fascination with Ted Bundy, is like, he was this charming, good-looking guy, and he was easy to trust, especially because Ted Bundy would dress up as a police officer. Yeah. Or he would have a fake cast and be like, oh, I need help. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was easy to trust. It's it's really chilling when you hear those kind of things, though, from people that have survived or, like, missed... You know, rough <laughs> from things happening. Like, mm-hmm. it's scary to hear them say, like, they were very trusting or they sound mm-hmm. very trusting. They sounded like someone you could go to. <sighs> it's yeah. such a scary world, man. Oh, yeah. Scary people. So, in the 1970s, um, he killed Cornelia Krilly, um, who was 23, and Ellen Hoover, who was 23 as well, uh, both residents of New York City. So, Krilly was. Um, so Cornelia, she was raped and strangled with her own stockings in her apartment in 1971. Um, and then Ellen Hoover 
disappeared July 15th, 1977, leaving behind a calendar that stated that she was meeting with John Berger. Oh, there you go. Um, her remains were discovered in New York's uh, Westchester County in 1978. Um, he pleaded guilty to these murders in 2012. Um, he received a sentence of 25 to life, though only it will only be served if California releases him from custody. Mm. Um, yeah. And he was arrested in 1979 for the abduction and murder of 12-year-old Robin uh, Sanso of Huntington Beach, California. He was convicted on these charges in 1980. So four years later, uh, this conviction was overturned as the jury had improperly been told about Alcala's criminal record. Um, in another trial in 86, it resulted in a second guilty verdict, but in 2001, this was also overturned on technicality. While in custody, he wrote a book, You, the Jury, in 1994, in which he argued he was innocent. <laughs> He admitted later, but he sends out a book that says he's guilty. <laughs> he's not guilty. He's innocent. Yeah. It, it reminds me of O.J. Simpson, mm. um, where uh, mm. if you don't think, I'm just saying this now, if you don't think he didn't murder, or if you think that he didn't murder his ex-wife and Ron Goldman... You are not looking into <laughs> no. everything. No. Well, especially because after he was found innocent, so I don't know if you know this, he wrote a book that about if I did it. Yep. And and he wrote, like, how he would have done it if he did it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would you do that? Exactly. Why would someone who had finally gotten free of that persecution suddenly been like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to write a book for everyone uh, to show, like, how I really would have done it. <laughs> Uh, that's smart. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Well, and you only do that when you want attention. Ted Bundy and guess did what, the same what, thing. Guess what? Guess who wants fucking attention? Yeah. A fucking killer. That's yeah. what they want. Well, and Ted Bundy did the same thing. He he confessed that he was innocent, like up to the time he died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where he finally was like, okay, fine, I'll tell the truth. I actually did kill her. Oh crap! I'm All dying. Um, I'm not gonna get this attention well, anymore. Ah oh, crap! Okay, y'all, I'll, I'll confess Ted and get Bundy, more attention so you can help. He he tried so many different ways to make it so he wouldn't die. Yeah, that's why he would and, like not confess and put to it everything. Off. And so him confessing, he was hoping that would put it off a little bit more. And it's like no, dude. But no, it you're fucking put done. It off. Yeah, it's just like no. You like, need to go. Yeah. It sucks because it's like you. I, it's really difficult for people, like, to go in and, like, talk to him and shit like that because it's, like, what information is he giving you that's actually true and what information is he giving you that's not true at all? Yeah. And then it's, like, at one point, like, you want to get relief for those families who have these women who are gone and then disappeared and, you know, no explanation or anything like that. And it's, like, we might, we can't get those for people anymore. We don't know who, how many he's killed. No. And we never will. No. Because he had to die. <laughs> yep. Crazy shit, you know? So, before uh, Ronnie was retried a third time for uh, Samso's death, so the 12-year-old, mm-hmm. advances in the world of DNA and other crime scene analysis provided evidence tying him to more crimes. Um, he had, he'd been forced to provide a DNA sample. And that kind of reminds me, I keep going back to Ted Bundy, but it's just like... They, it's around the same time, so well, you're good. Because they, like, Ted Bundy, they made him do... The indent of his tooth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they could show, like, yep, 
he bit this girl. Yeah. This like, is this is his, his tea. Yeah. So, anywho. Oof. Um, at his next trial, which took place in 2010, um, he was again charged with killing the 12-year-old uh, Samso. Uh, I want to say her name, Robin Samso. And if I'm mispronouncing any of these victims' names, those ones I do apologize for. <laughs> That's um, His name, I don't care if I fuck it up. <laughs> he, he's a fuck face. But more than that. But <laughs> these women, innocent women, especially her, she was 12 years old. I know. God, it's so sick. But anywho, so part of the case against him was a pair of gold earrings linked to um, Robin that was, that had been found in his Seattle storage locker. Oh. So, um, this is the thing too, is that I, that I had heard and read about, cause I've heard podcasts and videos and things about Rodney before, Rodney Akala. Um, he would kind of like keep souvenirs, not souvenirs, but he would keep things from the people like mm-hmm. earrings and stuff like that mm-hmm. in pictures. Like, jeez. <sighs> Like I said, he's a photographer, so he would take, yeah, he would take pictures and just keep them. Um, So, he played clips from the dating game that said he, said that he proved that he was already wearing those gold earrings in 1978, but these didn't, that didn't convince the jury, which, thank God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, oh, okay, you're good. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, Um, in that time, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. So, in addition, he also faced charges for assaulting and strangling four women in California in the late 70s. Um, their names and ages were 18-year-old Jim Barcombe, um, who was killed in November 1977, 27-year-old Georgia Wickstead, 27, who was raped, beaten, and strangled Jeez. in December 1978, 32-year-old Charlotte Lamb, who was killed in June 1978, and 21-year-old Jill Parentau, um, who was killed in June 1979. Uh, Why is June the month for killing? I don't like it. (laughs) I don't either. So he opted to represent himself during the court proceedings in February 2015. He was found guilty of all five murders and was sentenced to death. But like I said, California's been putting it off. Anyway, Mm. plus, when someone gets put on uh, death row, it doesn't happen automatically anyway. It takes years and years. Sometimes it's better for you to be on death row. Well, honestly, like, um, it makes me think of the West Memphis Three, um, where one, like, one of the people that was convicted was, um, put on death row, only one of them, but later on they did the Alfred Pete plea, and that might be a case that we talked about, too. But he escaped death because, but he, like, now a lot of people think, like, he didn't actually do it. Because if you look at everything, it's hard to say if it was really him and the boys or if it was someone else. Because there are a, a few weird things, but a lot of people were like, he didn't really do it. Just because he was a Satanist doesn't mean yeah he did it. Because a lot of people looked at him different because he was, athe- or he was a Satanist and, like... It's just because like of how... Like those dark things. He read Stephen King, and so they're like, oh, he reads Stephen King. It's just how... shows you how deeply embedded religion is. Yeah. Um, I have read excerpts from the Satanic Bible. Hmm. I don't see anything wrong with them. In regards no. to, like, 
They say, like, everyone should, like, basically, it teaches, like, you should be who you want to be. You should do what you want to do. Well, and this is the thing I've learned more about Satanism or Satanic uh, people. Um, It's only, like, really, like, the Satanic cults that are, like, what Hollywood portrays is, like, the bad where they sacrifice people, they do this and that. Mm -hmm. I've only heard, like like, satanic cults doing those, like, but people that are, like, say that they're Satanists or whatever, like, looking into their religion a little bit, like, they, like you said, like, it's not just be who you are, be who they, you want They're to like, be. you should be who you want to be because it's what you want to do. Yeah. Not because God told you to. And they're not telling them to go kill people, they're not telling no, them to do all this stuff. No, it doesn't ever say that. Yeah, it doesn't do- But it does say what you desire you should do. Yeah. So if someone wants to kill someone in Satanism, it would be okay. Yeah. So that's not entirely... I'm not saying, like, Satanism is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just basing this off of what I have yeah. come to read. No, yeah, yeah. We won't get into... We're not going to get into religion anyway. I would love to, but <laughs> only because so I, would I. I... I love, I love researching learning. about all oh, sorts so of religions. I. So do I. It's just very interesting. I've been getting more into, like, how Christianity started because I'm reading this book called When God Was a Woman. Because apparently in, like, the the late B.C. era, okay. well, it would be early, technically, because it goes backwards, but um, it would, uh, they, they had, like, figurines of women that they found out that they worshipped. So women were worshipped, and they were seen as, like, the goddess rather than God. Very interesting. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, off topic. No, you're good. That's something I'll have to look into. Oh, please do. It's really interesting. Um, it was published in 1967, too. Okay. So, I'll have to look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, sorry, we always got off topic. Mm-hmm. You guys should know this by now. <laughs> if you're new, hi, welcome. <laughs> we go off topic so many times. This should just be called off topic. Yeah, for real. So, in 2016, um, he was charged with the 1977 killing of Christine Ruth Thornton um, in Wyoming. The prosecutors opted to extradite him to stand trial. So, they also oh, yeah. believe he killed Pamela or Pamela Lamson, in San Francisco, um, in 1977. However, DNA collected there was too d- degraded to test, so he was not charged with the crime. Um, so, some of his victims survived his attacks. In 1968, a witness spotted him driving off with Shapiro. Oh. Um, so, concerned, he followed them to an apartment and called the police. The responding officer discovered Shapiro, who had been raped and beaten with a steel bar, but was still alive. Wow, I didn't know that. And then in 79, Monique Hoyt, then 15, managed to escape after Alcala raped her. <sighs> um, like I said, it's unknown, his exact death toll, because he's like, oh, I'm innocent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some authorities believe he has murdered around 50 people. Others think that it may be as many as 130. The problem is, with those types of people, once they start, they can't stop. Yeah. When, and usually, like, the evidence suggests that's what's happened. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why they're called a serial killer. They just yeah. keep going, man. They just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a... It's so strange. Yeah. Well, and they talk about it, how it's just like this urge. Like, I don't like that word. I don't like that word. Because yeah. it's not an urge. No. If it... But if it was an urge, it like that. you would be able to stop it. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Anyway. Um, so following the disappearance of Samso, or I think it, her name was Robin, her first name, a sketch of a suspect was issued. Um, 
and his parole officer saw it and recognized him. Oh. So they tracked him down, and that's when he was arrested on in 1979 on July 4th. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, I was wondering when he had actually gotten caught. Yeah, so in his arrest in 1979, police found hundreds of his photographs in a Seattle storage locker. These images... Um, some of them were explicit, may include other alcohol victims. Mm. So in 2010, they shared many of these photos in the public with the hopes of identifying people in the photos. Um, some people were alive and came forward, and the photos aided in identifying Thornton as one of Alcala's victims. Damn. Mm-hmm. If you look into the details of... Just how he murdered some of those people. It's just crazy. So, like, for instance, this one. Uh, let's see. Trying to... Oh, where did it go? So, um... Dang it, where did that go? <laughs> Can't find anything? No. What was it about? Just about like like kind of like a little bit of the details. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> hold on, details on. Very good. No worries. It's just, you know, like all of these serial killers that, like, showed up in the nineteen seventies. It's just crazy because you're like, what? Mm-hmm. It was like one after the other who started it who who started all of the serial killings and then someone was like oh that's interesting if i he could get away with it i could definitely get away with it or was it like a if i know i can get away with it so i'm gonna do it or you know and then what made women just like so easily be like susceptible to them like how is it so easy because it's just hard for me to fathom how they couldn't have been like, okay, yeah, this guy's definitely not right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you do trust people. But to me, it's just like, oof, I'm always on edge when it comes to other people. Yeah. So so I'm going to go into um, some details about the victims and how they were found and everything. So if you're very squeamish, squeamish or if this thing, those these kind of things put you off. Um, just skip forward. Um, it's just sad. So Jill Barcombe, um, she was from New York and she was killed in Southern California when she was only 18. Mm. Um, she had only been in Southern California for about three weeks, um, when she was found on a dirt path near Mulholland Drive in Los Angeles. Um, she was found knee to chest position and naked from the waist down. There were signs of sexual assault, and she had been strangled with a pair of blue slacks and beaten. Jeez. She had had three bite marks on her right breast, according to the coroner's office. Whoa. And, like, these are beautiful women. Like, it's just so sad. It's extremely sad. And then Georgia Wigstead, um, she was a registered nurse. So, no. you know. <laughs> these girls that... Just so they had sad. so much going for him. Yeah, so she was killed by him. Um, she, her bruised and battered body was found on the floor in her Malibu studio apartment uh, near her brass bed in 1977. 
Uh, she was naked and had been sexually assaulted before she was tortured, bludgeoned, and strangled. A hammer oh. had been found next to her body. Oh, my God. And then Charlotte Lamb was a legal secretary from Santa Monica. Um, and she was only 32 when she was killed. Um, and her naked body was found in 1978 in the laundry room of a large apartment complex. Um, she had been sexually assaulted and strangled with a shoelace. The apartment manager found her body lying face up with her hands behind her back, but residents said that they had never seen her before. Oh. And then Jill uh, Parentow was a computer program key punch operator. Damn. Um, and she was killed at 21 by him. Um, they He broke into her apartment by getting into one of her windows. And she was found in, on the bedroom floor, propped up by pillows. And then the 12-year-old, Robin, um, she was abducted and killed at the age of 12. Um, her slaying quickly became one of the most notorious murder cases in Orange County, Orange County history. Um, he, he, let's see. He had thrice tried and convicted. Oh, yeah. So, I was talking about how he was tried three times and convicted for her death. Um, she was abducted on the 20th of June as she rode a borrowed bike from her neighbor, from her neighborhood in Huntington Beach to ballet practice. And her decomposing body was later found 12 days later. Dumped at the Santa Anita Canyon Road. Oh my God. 12 days later? Man. Yep. And, like, she was just going to practice. This is the thing, too. Like, when you, look, like, hear about these cases in the 70s or, like, look around those times or 80s, like, they, it talks about how, like, sometimes with, like, kids, like, they're just doing these really innocent things. They're just, they're going to the video store to go rent a movie. They're going to ballet practice. They're going to summer school. They're doing this. Like, they're going and doing and living their life. And they're abducted and murdered. It's just so sad. It's so sad. And like, and all these women were young. like So young. 12, it's always the 12 young and ones. I think the oldest one was 32, but 32 is still young. I mean, I'm like five years away from being 30, 32. Oh, jeez. Four to five years. <sighs> so it's just like, it's crazy. And like, when you look into it, like, I think one of his victims he killed at like a campground. What? Um, if I remember right. And so it's just, oh, it's just, it's just creepy and yeah. sad and scary. So sad. Like I said, there, like there could be more women that he could have killed. And we would never know. Yeah. And it's just sad. Like, I just feel bad for these women. And I doubt I feel, it. Even for people now, like we said, like people, like women are enticed, um, in different ways, like saying like, oh, hey, I can make you famous or hey, like you can win this contest if I take these pictures of you. Or, like, they're enticed in so many different ways. Or just simply just helping the person out. Like, oh, I lost my dog. Like, mm -hmm. help me find my dog. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, okay, yeah, I'll help. And then they're <laughs> taken advantage of. They're so lured in. It's like, it's so strange. And it just shows, like, the, the kindness of those people, too. The kindness yeah. that they they had to, like help these people out or to be, or like these, this, the innocence that they had to be like, oh really, you're going to help me? Like, 
thank you. That would be so great. Yeah, or like, yeah. oh, let me help you with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like it just shows how these people were truly just innocent people mm-hmm. that just were doing, you know, trying to live their regular life and live their life and just, you know, help others when they needed to and do all these different things and they just got taken advantage of. It's such and a... And just imagine the world if those people were still in it. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, you know, at times like these, I'm really glad that we had our techn- technological adva- advancement as we did because now it's like you... We have so many things to test. We have so many yeah, things Yeah, I'm very to... thankful for DNA testing now. Yeah, and it's just... Because people are getting caught more often mm-hmm. now. Like, um, in what was it, 2018 or 2017, where the Golden State Killer was finally... Caught mm-hmm. and he was in the seventies too. Yeah, uh, and it sucks because it's like, what was going on in that time where we couldn't, we literally could not find evidence to show that these guys did it. You know, yeah, it's just, and you know, it. Some of the cases you begin, it kind of makes you wonder, like, how much of a priority were these cases? How much of a priority were they? Well, in some of these cases, you hear about the police departments being corrupt, or they like especially like in Los Angeles you hear a lot about police officers being paid mm. to being paid off to just not do anything yeah and it's like come on really I mean I'm not saying all officers are like that obviously but it's um, possible but yeah where oh well and with some things with some cases too sometimes they're just like well they're an adult they can go like when they go missing like they're an adult they can do whatever they want and it's like i wouldn't be calling you if i didn't think something was wrong yeah come on really but sometimes that's like their excuse like oh they're an adult they can do what they want it's like i am literally fearing they, for this person's life yeah. i feel like they are in danger don't take this as and they're an adult they people, can do what they want yeah and some of those people like they're just never heard of again yeah it's such a scary thing man mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like America's law enforcement and their judicial, yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> their, their court systems, but, um, yeah. It's yeah. at least, no, okay, yeah. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I won't get into it. But there are certain topics that we don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I get too heated on this one. But yeah, but. It's just sad. I've, it, how do I put it into words? Like, you feel... I almost feel like I wish I could have done something. I wish I could have been there and been, like, that friend who's like, I don't know, I don't have a good feeling about that guy. Maybe you should I, I just wish, like, that we didn't have to learn from our mistakes sometimes. Sometimes we don't learn from our mistakes. Well, that's yeah. the most frustrating like, freaking thing, too. That's the thing is, like, we... And this is the thing is, like, I wish I could go back and let people know, like, hey, even though this seems innocent and... and this is a normal thing. Do not trust Don't do him. it. Do not do it. Yeah. Oh, if only Be you extra could. careful, like, when you're doing this. Like, I said, like, we said, like, going on dates or even just, like, going about and doing your life. Like, just be careful. They have so many things out there. So many apps and everything. I know for a fact. Um, so if you ever feel like you are in danger, I know there's a lot of crap ton of apps out there that will, like, instantly call 911 or... They'll, yeah. like, without him, them knowing, um, and, and stuff like that. So be aware that there are, th- like, safeguards that are out there to protect you simply for 
to protect you. And and yeah. so and tell people where you're going and what mm-hmm. you're doing. Like I said with my friend, like, um, I told her like send me your address. Yeah. Because I was like, I won't. Because you're saying lava, but where in lava? Like where? Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't know the guy's name, but if I have his exact address, then I could say, hey, she went. She to went go. there. I don't know his Talk name, to but him. she went to <laughs> this guy's house. Yeah. And you know. Oof. Scary, scary times, man. So you never know who you can trust anymore. No, you don't. Like people are crazy. They and are crazy. <laughs> We're not one of them. <laughs> things have changed, and but it, some, but still, th- craziness is going on. Evil is still out there. Ooh, just remain vigilant, yeah. folks. All For of you real. people, stay vigilant. And luckily, he's rotting in prison right now. So, I don't know how old he is. I don't fucking care. I don't care either. But, <laughs> I'm like, well, he's in prison. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that he's still in prison. Glad he's not out there doing it again. No. So. Well, and to think, like, if they would have just kept him longer for that child abuse or for the child molestation, like, if more lives could have been saved. Probably. Unfortunately. That's such a sad like, you just, thing. You just That's such a those, sad thing to say. Yeah. But, it, but you think of those things. It's just like... If this person would have stayed in jail or in uh, this mental hospital, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? He's portrayed in Mindhunter. Oh, the guy know. that he talks to that has, like, the glasses. Oh, yes. Um, um, I can't think of his name right now. Why can't I think of his name either? But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, he killed his parents. Mm-hmm. Or something. No, killed his mom. Killed his mom. Because his dad left them. Yeah, there. and then he was in a mental hospital, and then he like, oh, he's better, and they released him, and then guess what? He killed his grandparents, right? I'm... Or he killed again? Or he, he killed... I can't... He killed someone. I can't remember right now. Yeah. <sighs> um, let me look him up real quick. Hold on. Um... I can't think of his name right now. It's driving me nuts. Edmund? Edmund Kemper. Yeah, yep. Kemper. Kemper, that's what it was. Kemper. Thank you. Yes. He, yeah. But, like, with him, like, he was in custody, and then, like, oh, like, with the, in a mental hospital, I'm like, oh, he's fine. Like, he's cured. <laughs> and then they let him go, and then he killed more people. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he, he killed ten people, including grandparents and mother. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> if they would have kept him in, like, how many people could have been saved? I, Same with at this point it's... with Ted Bundy too. Like if they would have done better in like keeping him in, mm-hmm. like he escaped prison twice. Yeah. Well, he's one was actually in. He was actually in the prison. The other one yeah. wasn't. But like he was able to escape and like how he was released on bail or something in Utah and was I don't know what... out like. <sighs> It's ridiculous. That's what it is. There's like so many different instances where th- some of these serial killers or offenders like. They're caught, and then they're later released, and then they offend again, mm-hmm. and kill, and rape, and murder, and all that they stuff. They definitely just... learned their lesson, though, by being in jail, you know? Yeah. In prison. Yeah, they definitely learned it. Anyhow. So, this was a little dark, but... It's true crime for you. Yeah. It's Life's Haunting Podcast. That's what the Life name. is very haunting. Yes, so... Oh, girl. But <laughs> thank you for listening. We thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. And we support your guys' support and love, or we appreciate your support and love. I was like, we love. support your support. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I mean, we do. Never we do. <laughs> Essentially. But no, we do appreciate your love and support. Um, And 
we're always open to suggestions on like what topics to cover, what we can do to be better and everything. So just let us know. Yeah, it'll be nice. We'll grow and you'll grow with us. Yes. So, but that's it. That is it. So I hope you guys have a great day and whatever day it is that you listen to this. <laughs> hope all is well. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. All right. Bye.